squatties. This is Dr. Mike at Official Pagan on Everything, welcoming welcoming you. I can't even speak today. Welcoming you back to another episode of Squat Cobbler. And joining me as always. Hi everybody. This is Kelly at K-E-L-L-Y-T-H-U-L on Twitter and Instagram. And hopefully in the edit, I'll take care of it. But there's if you hear occasionally a little weird echo, it's um it's your system. It's not us. So you need to probably get it checked out. Your headphones suck. Go That's get right. better ones. Yeah. Don't re-listen to this episode though, because you might still hear it. But, you know, going forward, obviously, it was your stupid headphones. That's right. And on that note, we'd like to ask all of you, if you haven't liked and subscribed to the Pog Panda YouTube channel, home of the super friendly Mike, Dr. Mike, uh, and Kelly, and Mel, and Jeans is now on there doing the, the solemn battery stuff with me. So read more and more content. We're starting to do squat. I don't know what we've got the squat cobbler podcast now, but now underneath the squat cobbler flag, we're doing more video content often about retro gaming, but probably some other stuff too. I think we may eventually abbreviate the squat cobbler podcast. to just squat cobbler, which will be a multifaceted multimedia giant. And that's the way I think of us. Yeah, me too. The squat cobbler bump is so sought after. I think it's fair to call us multimedia moguls at this point. Yep. I mean, I buy stuff from Amazon. Look how they're doing. <laughs> so, <laughs> Bam, sold. <laughs> there you go. Well, I do have to, I'm not sure how I'm going to work this into future episodes. I have added yet another title, another abbreviation, uh, whatever you want to call it, to my, my growing title. So mm-hmm. I am technically the honorable as a former mayor. Um, the honorable dr mike i guess now honorable yes totally legit you got it you're the mayor doctor complete lie but you just hang on to it but okay so where does this one fall i am now sir michael balinski as i am receiving a knighthood from sealand from sealand yes it is a disputed principality in international waters it is bestowing a knighthood upon me. So I have yet another title, another another plaque I can frame on the wall. So what did that run you? <laughs> Democracy has no price, sir. So what did that run you? <laughs> About the same as becoming mayor. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, democracy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more monarchy, I think, for the knighting. I'm not sure, but... Yeah, yeah, they're not really a democracy there. They have a prince. He is their their highest leader currently. And is he uh, so but, funky? <laughs> I mean, he is he is signing off on my paperwork. So over the weekend, while we were filming the video to let everybody know some of the hardships that we have to endure as podcasters, over the weekend, I did also have to take pictures and stuff for my official Sealand ID that's being issued that's going to say Sir Michael Belinsky on it. <laughs> so I can get all of that taken care of. And I, I will be owning a small piece of Sealand as well. Property owner in, in multiple states here as well as in Sealand. Yep, looking forward to that coat of arms sometime. That <laughs> will be, be an interesting one. So my, my life in politics is continuing. I'm probably going to wait for a major presidential push until the next election, just because I don't want to stand in the way of Kanye West. I think it's the duty of every real American right now to not sway the election away from Kanye West. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Are you not a Kanye West fan? Not that we get super political on the show, but we're getting getting this great round of, he's about as good a choice as we got, I guess. (laughs) It's not not looking good, people. (laughs) 
As a reminder, as Mike and I reminded everyone in 2016, there's another guy out there. His name's Alice Cooper. He's got a song called Elected. Makes him absolutely more qualified than any of these other knuckleheads running. Elect the guy. Write him in. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, he's, I don't, he's actually, he, well, so Kanye's the youngest running, but second is Alice. <laughs> because I think, I think the other two candidates are older than Alice. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sad state that we it's, find ourselves it's not in. Great. It's not great. No. It's not great. At least we've got our health, Mike. Yeah, there you go. I, for the second time, I find myself thinking there's no good outcome here for the second election, presidential election in a row. I'm like, nothing good's going to happen. No, it, it, but sadly, I go into this one. So in the last one, I'm like, oh, there's a chance, regardless of which way it turns out, that this, things are going to get kind of ugly for a while. But in 2016, I was thinking there is a chance that that could happen. I know 100% guaranteed, no matter what happens here, unless maybe so Kanye wins, maybe everybody's cool. But on the off, rare off chance that he does not, you're, you're 100% guaranteed whoever came up short, their crew is going to be complaining for the next four years. We got that going for us, too. Yeah, it's going to be great. Looking forward to it. So, Kelly, if you could move to another country, this isn't the topic of today, people, but since we're already kind of on this tangent, if you could move to another country, what country would you move to? Well, I think the sea lions sounded pretty good to me. I hear they got, you know, so it seems like, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be in with the ruling class there. So, so that's a, that's a thing. I, uh, another country, boy, I, I would tend to try and find this hurricane. I think somewhere down Virgin Islands would be nice. Bahamas. I could, I could do any of that. Hurricanes are a bit of a problem. Either that or Tennessee. That'd be another country I wouldn't mind moving to. Bahamas to Tennessee. I like that. How about you, <laughs> no, sir? I, I, uh, it's a tough one. So I, I have been to the Bahamas. I was, I've been to Nassau and Paradise Island. The resort areas were great. Not so much in parts of Nassau when we were just out in the regular Bahamas. So I'm not sure 100% I would want to live there. Great drugs, though, I was told by other people. <laughs> Not, not me. I don't know. A lot of the countries I've been to have been really great. But at, at the top of the list, I would probably say I liked Canada a lot. And it's it's very, very much like here. So it wouldn't be a gigantic adjustment. Costa Rica was great. Like in terms of, of just the actual location and the scenery and everything like that, Costa Rica was incredible. Not a huge fan of their plumbing situation. Being at this point in my life spoiled. <laughs> despite how shitty everything started but being kind of spoiled now no <laughs> i'm not sure i could adjust to the plumbing situation there but scenery wise it would be costa rica realistically probably canada just because it, it's it's a lateral move for the most part other than the political situation what are your thoughts on canada sir we went up and caught some women's world cup games I liked it liked it quite a bit i think it is training wheels foreign country for you <laughs> because it's there is enough enough similarities there yeah i thought i you know i didn't get a chance to see a ton of it because we we're mostly there to kind of hit the hotel catch the games kind of hang around locally there so good i got to see some sites england was nice too got a little bit of time in london about a week and a half and that was pretty cool their buildings are old man <laughs> they, they, they need to update they got a lot of old buildings there 
so it is interesting to walk around a country that has like 10 times more history than we do, uh, at least that we know of. Uh, but yeah, I think I liked Canada. I liked England uh, quite a bit as, as well. But uh, I'm, a, I'm not a fan of snow, but I am a fan of plumbing. So I think I'm probably going to need to find, which brings me back to Tennessee. I think Tennessee has a <laughs> well-established plumbing system. Uh, and limited snow. Yeah, Costa Rica, I mean, visually, just the atmosphere, the people, the food, everything was incredible. I loved every part of it except the plumbing. And that, again, spoiled. I'm older now. I'm very spoiled. Don't know if I can do it. Canada is, I love Canada, don't get me wrong, but it's not as adventurous as dealing with plumbing situations and stuff, as you were saying, it's not that different from where we are. And not that I'm the most traveled person in the world or anything like that, but of everywhere that I've been, Canada, and I, I believe I've talked about this before, was the most aware of tourism that I ever was. Because uh, when we, we went there, we stayed around the Falls area and everything was in English. Everyone spoke English, other than occasionally running into the metric system for things you wouldn't know that you weren't in America. Uh, as soon as we got out of that immediate area though, everything was in French. <laughs> People were speaking in French <laughs> as, as, as well as they should, but it was just such a dramatic shift. Whereas everywhere else I've been, uh, for the most part, people speak English and things like that, but it didn't, tourism wasn't running their life <laughs> in that area that you were in. Everything would be in their native language. Luckily, we, were, we would always have a guide or friendly people who spoke English or enough English that they could get our much less educated Americans <laughs> throughout our day or get to where we needed to get. But I've never been like so aware of tourism where, where it's like, you know, this five square mile area they're pretending is America <laughs> just for you because you're, <laughs> you're coming there. Yeah, and as we've established on other shows, I mean, you missed the opportunity to take me along to serve as a translator, where if your situation was you needed to find a library, find out if someone was a friend of Paul, <laughs> count 14, or have them know my name. These are all things that I can handle completely. <laughs> the one thing I'll say about Canada, though, and you mentioned snow, we, we went during the winter because I wanted to see Niagara Falls frozen. American side of it freezes over because it's much smaller than the Canadian side. So luckily the night that we got there, the American side did freeze over. So I did get to see that. The Canadian side doesn't completely freeze, but parts of it freeze. It's really cool looking. The water underneath, you get big ice chunks floating around and stuff. Very cool looking. When we got there, that was very cold. I, I was wearing like a t-shirt and jeans the entire car ride there because we, um, we didn't do, it's maybe a six hour drive, six hour or so-ish drive from Philadelphia to the Niagara Falls side of Canada. We went with some friends of ours. So we took about half the trip the day before to meet up with some friends of ours who live a state away. So that knocked a couple hours off. So it was maybe like four or five hours in the car at most to get to Canada from there. And it was pretty warm in the car. There was a bunch of us stuffed in the car, lots of luggage and things. So I just t-shirt jeans. When we got out in Canada, <laughs> it was a very different situation. And I knew it was going to be cold outside. But as we were going into the hotel, there was a sign on the door. And I believe I posted an Instagram picture of this where it said, it was, beware frozen mist. <laughs> it was like danger frozen mist. And I was like, what does that mean? And they were like, just stay away from it. And I was like, away from what they're like you know the air 
Yeah. <laughs> so that I could see being a problematic thing. Other reason that the Canadian side doesn't freeze over is its metric. I didn't that's, know, that's, that's, that's some science for you there. I didn't know if you knew yeah, that. Yeah, we do need, before I move wherever it's going to be, we do need the rest of the world to get on board with not using metric. We need the okay. rest of the world to just do what we do. That's right. <laughs> but that's yeah. not what we're here to talk about today. Believe it or not. This is not a squad on the issues episode. <laughs> it is, however, probably the king of tangent issues. I don't. We we have we have gone long before we got to the topic, but I think we got a new record here. We might. So what I did want to talk about though is I came across there is a YouTube series, uh, Punk Rock MBA, that I really enjoy. It's a gentleman who discusses business and particularly how it relates to music and different entertainment things, but does it in, in sort of a fun, light, but still really informative way, his approach to everything. And one of the things he did was he made this sort of funny MySpace video that had just come out. I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but it's a recent upload of his, or recent at the time Kelly and I are recording this. And he was talking about sort of what brought down MySpace. And we've had social media discussions on this show before. We've even successfully debated a hippie who came on the show and tried to convince us that Snapchat was the way to go. And Obviously, we're correct in saying we don't enjoy Snapchat, but it, it did have me thinking about some of the earlier social media platforms that were available. So what was your, we, we know you're, you're a Twitter guy, but what was your introduction to social media? Like, when did you really jump into this? It probably would have been MySpace. It depends on if you want to count the AOL environment, because it had message boards and chat rooms. Uh, you really couldn't do much on posting content. Your posting content meant going over to GeoCities and getting yourself a free website on GeoCities and uh, setting it up and having burning text lettering and all the kinds of stuff people love to do back in the day. But I, I would say, you know, beyond kind of the discussion boards and the con- kind of connectivity that you could accomplish through the AOL platform, I'd say MySpace was the intro uh, because, you know, there's Gosh, I don't know what year it was, but initially Facebook was only available to college students. So MySpace was the thing. So that that was my first, I would have to say that was probably my first social media exposure. What about you? Pretty much about the same thing. So I had some friends who were into like really early message boards back before AOL even really took off as for a time, the the internet browser of choice for the world. But back before then, the, the pre-AOL days where there was a lot of, and I don't remember this, there was a lot of weird fly-by-night internet service providers. And I had subscribed to, I don't even know how I did this. I was a kid and I subscribed to a magazine. I'm sure I stole somebody's credit card information or something. Enough time's lapsed. I'm pretty sure I'm okay saying that. Um, but I, I got a magazine subscription to a computer magazine because I was really into gaming and everything. So I got a PC gaming magazine and they would send discs, uh, the trial discs, because as kids today don't know, you would have to pay for the internet in like metered bursts <laughs> that you could use the internet for. So you would get these trial discs and before the AOL trial discs were everywhere, they would be like the actual like floppy discs that would give you a certain amount of time on these different internet service providers. And they were all weird and none of them lasted beyond like a few months, but they all had like the, the big pitch of all them was like different themed message boards that they would have. So I did have friends who really delved into that. I was aware of it, but I didn't really participate in that at all. AOL, I got into a little bit and it's funny because we didn't have AOL. We kind of skipped over AOL. I tried some of those early weird ones 
and then we kind of skipped AOL and then got into other stuff a little bit later. But with AOL, the big thing was, of course, the, the AOL Instant Messenger. That was the big communication, which I guess was sort of a proto social media thing. Really, it was it was like texting before before everybody was texting each other. But I mean, there was like social media elements to it, I guess, like you were saying, it, it sort of laid a little bit of that groundwork. Do you remember what your instant messenger name was? Do not. Um, gosh, it wasn't. So I have, I mean, once I got into kind of modern era social media, and it kind of at this point, I'm also involved with it from a business perspective as well, working with the company to utilize social media for business purposes. And so at that point, I, and it's been that way for me kind of all the way through, it's my handles, my name, you know, I am, I am who I am. So my identity is the same. I'm Kelly tool on Twitter and Kelly tool on Instagram, obviously Facebook. You can't monkey around with that as Vex learned. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta kind of go with, gotta go with the name there. I want to say it had Kafka in it. It might have been Kafka 905, uh, which is Franz Kafka, a uh, super cheery kind of Dr. Seuss-like author, German author you guys might want to try out sometime. And then 905, the John Entwistle song from uh, Who Are You? So I think I might have been Kafka 905. Nice. That's, That's really, a good choice, sir. really going back. <laughs> it's a solid choice. Mine was Jill Nasty Girl. Oh, I talked to you. <laughs> You're like, wait, that was you? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Ah, I go so let's now. go back to the beginning. How long have we been working? <laughs> <laughs> so apparently. <laughs> so I had a friend, um, I, I hadn't ever used uh, Instant Messenger. I had a friend who was really into it and she wanted me to get on there and start using it. So I was like, all right, just make my profile <laughs> for me. And that's what she came up with. And I was just like, so it was because um, one of the message boards on AOL that she was really involved in was a lesbian message board. So if it was my name or something that identified me as a male, I wouldn't be able to sign into that message board to talk to her when she was on there. Still, the best female name she could come up with. I was like, but why? Okay, fine. So I'm Michelle or something like that. But Jill Nasty Girl? She's like, trust me, that's you. Aim, AOL Instant Messenger was, that was the thing. Uh, but then also Yahoo had an instant messaging platform. And, oh gosh, there was another one. So there was this really cool tool called Trillion that you could log into and it would log you into all the different instant messenger accounts. And so you had basically, you were logged in as one entity, but all of those were up and running. And so your list of friends of who was online was expanded from just who was on AIM to who was on AIM, who was on Yahoo. And I, gosh, there was a third one and I can't remember what it, what it was I was playing with but that was a that's in this also quite a while back i remember using the yahoo messenger through my yahoo email account which seemed incredibly redundant <laughs> yeah i mean the presence thing was was nice that you could you could tell when somebody had gone online and do that but but outside of that at that point in time not a big difference uh between between the two versus what we got today. The one thing I'll say, particularly with Yahoo, Yahoo had something early on with their message board system and their messenger equivalent and all that stuff they had going on. They were one of the first sites, or at least first I was aware of, that was actually streaming music as well. Very few people knew about it, and it was a feature you had to pay for. 
So it was like a premium option on there and they did not have much of a library. And a, a band that I was involved with before starting Pagan, whose name I'm not going to say because fuck them, I'm not giving them any free publicity. <laughs> but uh, the a band that I was involved with prior to Pagan, I remember saying like, we should get, we had made an album and I was like, we should get this album up on this thing. And they were like, who would ever pay to stream music? And I was like, no, no, you're not. <laughs> I, I had this long argument with them and I was like, it's not about this. Like other things could come from this. Like imagine a website where it's just all albums, you're streaming albums and things like that. And this is pre or about the same time that iTunes had started, but there was no subscription or anything like that. And iTunes in the beginning, like people think of iTunes once it took off, like iTunes was around for a long time and sucked. <laughs> there was like five albums on it. It was expensive. Downloading everything took a day. <laughs> to just download a song it was not good like the early like digital singles that were available it would be ten dollars for a song so and most people didn't even know that was an option to, to buy songs digitally but it was usually ten dollars a song and then if you bought directly like sony had their own little store up and stuff for a while they would do ten dollars for like three songs so to buy an album would cost you like $40 by the time you would get through it for the convenience of taking a day to download each song. But Yahoo, I, I definitely thought was on to something and we got our album on there. That was like, our, that was our first streaming service that we were on was on Yahoo. And uh, some people did pay for it. And I remember we got a nothing check for, for, you know, the fractions of a cent each play was for, but it was for like a thousand plays or something of it, which there was only 400 people who subscribed to the service or whatever it was. So it was like, whatever, whatever it came out to, it was like everybody who subscribed to it had listened to our album. So that was like a really cool thing. And that's what for me got me sort of interested in social media just as a marketing tool. Cause I was like, there's, there's a way we can level the playing field without having to compete with you know, larger bands without having to try and be poppy or try and compete on the the way that they're doing business. We can do what we're doing and still get ourselves out there to the same kind of an audience. So that was entirely because of the Yahoo message boards and things like that. And the couple of people who paid the extra whatever it was a month <laughs> to, to access the 10 album catalog <laughs> that they had available that you could stream that sounded terrible. <laughs> but after that, MySpace was really the first one. I worked on, I'm pretty sure I'm allowed to talk about this now. It's been a long time. I worked on a court case when I was in um, college. So early on in college, I decided rightfully that I wasn't going to go to class anymore. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't need to do that. I started college I on a really high note. Like I mean, Dean's List, got all kinds of awards and stuff like this. I had stuff. So I went to art school. I had stuff in art shows already before I was in college, like I was in galleries and in art shows and things like that. And was really starting to focus more on the music stuff anyway. So I was like, I don't really need to be here. Uh, <laughs> so so I went to somebody who was higher up that I don't want to out them because I don't know where they're at education and academic wise with their career. They were high up though. In the, and that school is close. So they're another institution now. So I don't want to give them any kind of hard time. So I, I went to higher up person in that institution. I was like, hey, I don't really need to be here. And they were like, you're right. <laughs> so we uh we got permission from the dean for me to start doing i forget what we called it but it was basically like job training type stuff more like internships but i forget what they called it but the internship was like my life like what i was really doing counted as an internship because right out of high school like i had a record deal 
I was working with different bands. Like I would do artwork for bands and I would do production. I would do different things that technically covered everything I was supposed to be learning in a lot of my classes. So it started with replacing one or two classes a quarter. And then when I was like halfway through college, I basically didn't go to class anymore. I mostly just did these, these sort of weird independent study projects. For one of them, I had to work with a group. I didn't have to go into class, but I had to work with the class on the class project. And what a lot of people probably don't realize is when you see reenactment videos and things like that for big trials, those are usually not done. The law firms take a bunch of money from their clients and then they get interns to do it for free. <laughs> interns from schools and things like that, where they'll go to a school and they'll be like, hey, can a whole class work on this? Because the school gets credit. You get to say, you know, you worked on something that was used professionally. They charge their client like $30,000 for a CGI reenactment of an accident to get them off when really they spent no money whatsoever on this. And that's what happened. They charged their client a ton of money and they came to us and were like, we need a CGI reenactment of this accident. So they, I, they wanted me to edit it and layer in the sound effects and things like that. That was my job. So they wanted to send it to me through MySpace and I didn't know what the hell MySpace was. So I signed up for it. And the way they ended up sending it to me was literally one frame at a time through MySpace. And I was like, this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> so I, I went to class, got a disc off of them and just left and never saw those people again. But it, it kept MySpace in, in the back of my mind. And this is before MySpace got popular. And then they added the music players to MySpace. And I already had an account with them. So somebody came to me and told me about the music players. So I jumped back on and that's when I, I got really into MySpace just as a promotional tool. Uh, my involvement was significantly less business oriented than that. Uh, it was, I mean, your standard, get on my, MySpace, you have a friend named Tom, you go, and then they began to introduce all the, uh, the abilities to, you know, you could change your page, you could change the color of your page, you could change the font colors of your page, you could introduce different things in there. And so you'd create this god awful combination of colors making rendering nearly everything on your site you know and oh let me use this really clever script font and use it bold and therefore you're not able to unread not read any link or kind of do those things there so my music intersection was mostly contempt for those people who chose to because you could you could load when your profile page loaded in myspace it could play a song <laughs> and so that created um a pretty disturbing environment if you happen to be around. If someone was not with you on MySpace, but they were in the room, all of a sudden there's these, all these things kind of just coming out of the blue and they never were good songs. <laughs> and it was just, just horrific. And then of course the, I believe it was top eight. You know, this was, this to me was always the most demonic part of MySpace. It's like, yeah, you can have a lot of friends, but I think what's really important is you need to let everybody know who your favorites are. <laughs> so you need to put, you need to put, these are my, and falling in and out of people's top eights caused many uh, anxiety and concern. It was something I was fairly indifferent to, but a lot of top eight drama on MySpace back in the day. Oh, yeah. And that's something that's touched on in the Punk Rock NBA video, the top eight drama that came in there. That's something I never thought anything of. And I think for a long time on the Pagan Facebook page, the top eight were whoever the first eight friends were. Like it wasn't something that I, so like Tom was in our top eight for a really long time. It wasn't something I ever really thought about. And then like 
somebody that I knew who worked on a project for us or did some kind of job for us was like, how come I'm not even in your top eight? I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Why do you care? Well, it's important. I want to be in the top eight. It's like, it's not important, but okay. <laughs> if it's so meaningful to you. So I, I didn't understand the importance of the top eight at first. I think we um, owe it to the squatties to determine who are the squat cobbler top eight. <laughs> Ooh. It's a good one. Um, so Nikki Bilderbach, she she's there. Obviously. Said, obviously. I think Allison Victoria Wolf needs to be there. Rebecca Kennedy needs to be there. Terry, this isn't going to be that hard. <laughs> Terry, <laughs> Terry, Terry, pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, Terry, Terry Ivins needs to be there. So I've, I've taken four of our eight. <laughs> so No love for Mr. Webb? No, we're, I'm at war with Mr. Webb. He's, he is, <laughs> he is talking smack. He has taken time to Photoshop games with Kenny G on them and converting it Kenny G to me. <laughs> I find that highly objectionable. Dude had to put in some time to get that done, but he's been mean to me lately online. So, <laughs> no, nah, I guess we got to put him up there, though, because he has been, as he pointed out in a very long response back to my stop being mean to me, all the wonderful things he's done for us. And he has been a very good friend to Squat Cobbler. He's been on a bunch of stuff. I think Squat Cobbler's been a good friend of Gerald as well and Snarkolic Radio and other things back in the day. But yeah, we'll grudge you. He's going to be in the eighth spot, though. When we do the top eight, everybody, <laughs> we'll put him up there. But he's, he's the guy on the bubble. <laughs> we'll want to keep him on his toes. We got three more spots. Fuck your beard guy. <laughs> so he's, <laughs> he's up there. Yeah, you just created an edit for yourself. Yeah, sir. well, you already gave me a couple, so I figured what the heck. <laughs> Did I? Uh, yeah. There's a couple I was just there. one. couple, but <laughs> so, so he's up there ahead of Gerald. <laughs> so <laughs> Gerald's going for him. So we got we got two spots left. What about one of the Snark Alex? Oh, yeah. Well, no, now we get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like real MySpace days yeah. where yeah. you're ranking your friends. Well, we got to put, oh, well, we got to have Mel. So Mel's up there. Okay. So there's, there's a little why I missed that. So that leaves us with one. I, I kind of chewed through us pretty quick there, but I'm still comfortable with my, my calls here so far. So that leaves us with one spot across the Snark Alec universe. You know, and I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put Dylan in the running. You gotta put, boy, there's a lot of, you gotta put Myrna in the running. You gotta put Dawn in the running. You gotta put Tony in the running. Wow. A lot of potential. I'm very interested to see what you decide there, Mike. <laughs> I don't know. Well, so maybe we should put this to, to real world practice because one of the things that had me thinking about MySpace even before this video popped up was every once in a while, uh, like once every few months, I get a notification from MySpace <laughs> of like, you know, somebody sent you a message or somebody added you on MySpace or did this. And I'm like, who the fuck? And you already set this precedent so I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like, who the fuck is still on MySpace? And I'm just, part of me wants to like go through the whole password retrieval process, whatever that consists of, to get on there <laughs> and just ask this person so many questions. Like, What's it like being one of the five people who are active on an entire social media network and things like that? I, I just have so many questions. And while 
in a lot of ways, you touched on a lot of important things because I think the same thing that made MySpace the leader in social media for, for that period of time, because there, there were competitors. It wasn't just AOL to MySpace. You had Friendster and different things like that. They just never caught on the same way that MySpace did. And there was a bunch of others as well. What made MySpace great was a mistake that allowed people to edit <laughs> the coding on their pages, which initially they did not want and then realized that they could promote that to make them stand out from the other social media platforms. But once they really started promoting that, like Kelly said, it, it became very difficult to access certain people's pages because not only would you just be bombarded with all kinds of craziness, but it would also, back then in the, the dial-up internet days, it would really slow down loading people's pages and things like that when they would load it up with all this crazy stuff that they would add on there. So part of what their whole selling feature was, was kind of part of what brought them down and the sort of cleaner minimalist look and feel of Facebook attracted a lot of people away once that was opened up to the public because they were getting sick of taking five minutes to load a MySpace page only to be bombarded with three different songs playing at the same time and a bunch of flashing lights and glitter animation. Animated but, gifts galore. Oh yeah. <laughs> but since MySpace is still around, should we make a Squat Cobbler MySpace page? We uh, could put yeah. this Squat Cobbler top eight to like real world practice. Yeah. Except I doubt any of the people that we've listed so far <laughs> are, active on, are active on MySpace. And I don't think a request to them to say, hey, set up a MySpace account so we can put you in our top eight. <laughs> it's going to work. So we may have to do a faux <laughs> top eight. <laughs> I still think it can't hurt to set up a page. I mean, why not? <laughs> but I don't I don't think we're going to have too many hits on, um, on their list there. But uh, I mean, I hogged our top eight there. You gotta, you gotta want to bounce anybody off of there or uh, shift things around. It's tough. I mean, I don't want to be the guy who who excludes anybody. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think though, who would be the last position on the top eight? It's tough. I think, I think maybe we should we should turn it over to the squatties to choose. Yeah. yeah, I think so. That's good, and I think we can we can put out a tweet and we can put something on Instagram to let them know to come to this episode. We will, however, have to provide a timestamp <laughs> to, because <laughs> I don't think we're going to get too many people to slog through <laughs> everything. It's one hour and 45 minutes into the episode. <laughs> yeah, just that's the mark. Get in there, because that's when we get things get real. And uh, we'll have to see. Yeah, and then I think we can turn it over. And then they can also challenge our, and we can put this in a blog post too. We can kind of say, here's where we're at. Tell us where we're wrong and tell us, come up with nominations or make your case to be the, the eighth spot in the top the eight. The coveted well, eighth spot. <laughs> uh, actually, seventh spot because Gerald, again, Gerald's in the eighth. He's need to keep him there. Once again, I'm pointing out that I'm the person who recommended Gerald for our top eight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny, too? When you posted that Kenny G game picture, I had just seen that game like the day before. I was in a Target randomly that we had stopped into. And I was looking at board games because for some reason I was like, we should get a board game. So I was looking at board games and I saw that Kenny G game there. So I was, I was contemplating. I ended up not getting anything because it was the Kenny G game just because it was funny or the Shining game, which I didn't even know existed, but I'm a huge, huge Shining fan. So I was looking up reviews and they are mixed would be an understatement <laughs> over how these reviews go. 
All right, sir. Well, I think the main thing, our main takeaway here is that we need to start a Squat Cobbler MySpace page. Yep. I think that's, that's good. We're recording, so I'm going to actually have to do the edit for this and get all of this stuff kind of pulled together uh, tomorrow <laughs> so that we can can make it make it out by Friday. We're talking a big game about all the stuff we'll have ready. Hopefully, I can get it all done, and we'll we'll get the, the current rank, our current top eight there, and uh, then we'll put the call out to the, the crew to see if there are other nominations. I'm sure Gerald will weigh in. <laughs> Like he does. Well, you don't have to worry. I won't say fuck again to make the edit harder on you. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> and with that, we sure do hope you like and subscribe to the Bog Panda YouTube channel. And, and follow us on MySpace. <laughs> and, yes, and follow us. <laughs> Got to update our bump out. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Uh, All right, I'm going to stop the broadcast.